So I'm here with JT, and this is After the Fact. This is where we take a few moments in between episodes to just talk through issues of practice and sometimes how theology hits the ground. JT, one of the areas where I often find theology and practice, both in beauty and sometimes in dissonance maybe, or where it feels like there's a little bit of friction, is in the songs that we sing in the church. Mm. And I'll hear from people, what do we do with songs where we feel like there's something about the song that just feels off? Mm -hmm. So let me kind of, let's let's open it up like this. I am somebody who is in a church and we're singing songs and I feel like something is off Mm -hmm. in one of the songs. Mm -hmm. Where would I start? How would I start with that? What would I do with that? What's a good course of action? And then just talk to me a little bit about the dynamics of trying to put really complex Mm -hmm. truths Mm -hmm. into poetry and music. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. We get asked this question quite a bit in some of our learning environments. I think the first thing that's important to be reminded of whenever we're thinking about theology and worship is that theology is meant to lead us into worship, not detract us from worship. So we always say, uh, so like theology and doxology are the same thing. As we're doing theology and as we're trying to grow in our precision and our understanding and our depth of the mystery of God and who he is and what he's done for us in Christ, uh, that's supposed to lead us into greater worship, not less. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want to become kind of cold hearted sticklers, you know, always looking for something that might just be a little off as an excuse for us to not just worship the one whom we're worshiping. And so we need to be reminded that we're not worshiping the worship band. We're not worshiping the lyrics. We're worshiping God. Uh, And we we don't want to be cold hearted or or frustrated in in those moments. Uh, Now, that isn't to say that we should just do it unthinkingly. Mm-hmm. All worship should be rational worship. It should be worship that isn't just leading us into an emotional experience, but should uh, uh, coincide with who God actually is and what right. he's done. So if there's places where where worship lyrics uh, are somehow um, getting our attention off of God or off of what he's done or somehow misdescribing him, then I think we get, we, we get to begin to exercise uh, charitable theology, perhaps with the worship pastor or asking questions, but not to do so in an accusatory tone. Because the last thing you mentioned there is is writing worship songs is incredibly hard. Like you're trying to capture these... Teaching these things in a 90-minute session on a Wednesday night feels impossible. And we've even talked about on some of these podcasts that we are all lifelong learners, (laughs) continually needing to grow. If I held some of my sermons to the precision that we try to hold some worship songs to, it it, it would be be horrific. (laughs) Because uh, am I trying to preach wrong things? No, but I've said wrong things before. Now, in worship songs, it can be a bit different because we're singing them over and over and over again, and they've somehow been uh, deputized, you know, as being accurate. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so it's different than a one-off sermon perhaps. But again, it's one of those things. I think we need to exercise charity with one another. Uh, But I will, I want to conclude maybe by saying this, unless you have any more questions, we should do the best we can to be right in our Mm. theology. We shouldn't just take this. Okay. So theology leads us to worship and we should be charitable as a license to sing anything we want. The Psalms are giving us a picture. uh, The hymns in the new Testament are giving us a picture of, we really are trying to, accurately worship the one who's made himself known to us in Christ. And our precision doesn't communicate cold heartedness. It actually communicates love. One of the ways we talk about this in the training program is I'll talk about how often Macy and I talk about this. And, and, you know, my wife, uh, she is about five foot four. She has brunette hair uh, and she, she's very artistic. Mm -hmm. And the people who know my wife, 
start getting a little nervous when I talk about Macy that way. Uh, but I just talk about how much I love her. But they get nervous because they actually know that's not my wife at all. Mm. She's five foot ten, has blonde hair, and isn't very artistic, but is actually very athletic, mm. right? So. But my imprecision about my wife, even though I'd say I love her, actually communicates I don't love the one that I proclaim to know. Mm. And so our knowledge of God and our love of God are two sides of the same coin. And we should be, and that's again, the the same coin of theology and doxology. Our precision leads us and shows us uh, the one who loves us, the triune God himself. Yeah. No, I think, yes, all of that is good. Because you're right, uh, that they're... To describe him as he is requires an attentiveness, yes. a beholding, yep. an attention to who he has revealed himself to be. And the best worship songs, old and new, mm-hmm. uh, both depict that the fruit of that attention and beholding and cultivate it. That's right. Right? That's right. And so if somebody is listening to a song that's being sung and they feel like something is weird mm-hmm. or off, mm-hmm. what would they do? Like, like. What would they do? So you've given them a good grid for maybe kind of how to measure that, how to understand some of the complications or tension. But some people might be flying off the handle at their worship pastor. <laughs> I used to get I used to get a, a card when I was doing uh, first time guests and connections ministry every week that said Hillsong question mark more like Hill wrong <laughs> every week. Somebody wanted me to know every week. Right. Hillsong is a hill wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was not very fruitful. Okay. That wasn't very compelling. It wasn't persuasive. It wasn't very Christ-like. Mm-hmm. So what would be a Christ-like way of feeling something feels, that feels off or funny. What would you encourage somebody to do? I think the first thing is, is just continue to direct your affections and adoration towards God. Don't let what f- might feel a little bit off, uh, impact your worship of the one true God. Even if a lyric is a little off, it's okay. Keep like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Keep worshiping God. If it's something that you feel isn't just like preferential, like I wouldn't quite say it that way, or I'm not sure that's the best metaphor or analogy, but it's something you actually feel like is substantively mischaracterizing God or the gospel, then it's probably appropriate for you to start having a conversation with people around you, not to like garner support for your opinion, mm-hmm. but to ask and yeah. say, Hey, I, I've, I feel that this is saying this. Do you, when you sing this, do you say this or is, it, is this just me? And if there's people who are, who are actually, no, but I've, I've not thought of that, but I, th- I think you're onto something, then it might be appropriate to have a kind, charitable conversation with the people who are perhaps leading that song or are yeah. using that song and not to go in accusatory, but to go in asking yeah. and say, hey, can you help me understand when you say this, what what do you mean? And how, how like, what's going through your mind when you're singing this lyric? Or why do you think this song's important for our congregation to sing? Mm-hmm. That's great. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. This is an area where I feel like a lot of people have tension, and I think that is really helpful advice of how to get there and where to go. Thanks.